Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Take my hand and lead me to the mauve cauldron of desire. The etched glass reflection of the glow the oak-twisted chamber of rest. Steer me through the fog-drenched streets and bring me to my brother by the fireside blazing in the moon underwater. What a blimmin' day I've had of it, mate. Oh, blimmin' hell. Why? Well, the correct realm has got itself all into an artistic bent. Okay. And uh, the the street that the moon underwater reveals itself on keeps turning into sort of different um, sort of artistic styles, different schools. Oh, yeah. And when I woke up, it was, it was cubist. Oh, God. And I could not make head nor tail of it. I couldn't find the bakers. I couldn't find the whistle makers. I couldn't find the, the candle swain. I couldn't find any of the shops. The worst one was when it was uh, turned into an Escher painting. Couldn't get up the bloody stairs. Well, I got up the bloody stairs, turned out at the bottom of the blimmin' stairs. I'll tell you what, you get your steps in in Escher paintings. You really do, actually. That's that's a very... No one. No one's ever said that before. No. <laughs> no, they haven't. Um, I, I don't know if that's what he was going for. Maybe he was sort of a, an, an, an early proponent of the couch to 5K. I think if you look at that picture and you see all the little men going around that staircase, they do all have an Apple Watch or Fitbit. Yes, they do all have a Fitbit. But what's really interesting is what it's doing now, because the light's just beginning to fade. Mm-hmm. A lot of the inhabitants, a lot of the people who work in the correct realm are heading home on their sort of uh, perambulated commute. And it's actually turned into a Lowry painting. Oh, lovely. It's beautiful. Pictures of matchstick men. But one of those matchstick men is getting a little bit larger and they seem to be making their way to the moon underwater. And there they are with their briefcase and their suit, dusting off a day's hard work from their shoulders and rapping at the door. And yes, 
in walks celebrated comedian, actor, writer. It's Joe Wilkinson. Hello. Joe. Hello. <laughs> I didn't understand any of that intro. You don't have to. Don't have to. You've had a long day, haven't you, Joe? I thought I don't know anything about art, do I? Nor do I. Did it sound like we did? Yeah. Well, well played. Well, welcome <laughs> to the moon underwater, Joe. Cheers. Lovely and warm in here, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Grab yourself. Are you, are you cold after a long day at the ice forge? I'm all right. I, I, I don't really struggle in the winter. No. I'm, I struggle more in the summer. Do you now? Mm. Yeah. But you know, that's well documented. On screen, you don't look like you dress for summer. No, 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 no. That's not my vibe, is it? I've um, yeah, I've got a sort of every man appeal, haven't I? Really? Well, I I'm similar in that summertime, I'm I'm black jeans, black trainers, t-shirt, hoodie. You got quite big. Fe- I remember you having quite big feet. Well, it's funny you should say that. I've always thought of myself as an eleven, and was for many years. Then. When I started wearing uh, sort of trainers and golf shoes, I realised I was a ten and a half. Oh. And there was a terrible, terrible moment when I went into Black's to get some walking boots and I fitted a ten, Joe. Shit, so you've been wearing an eleven unnecessarily because you were quite Jedward in that way, weren't you? Kind of... Jedward? They've got always had big feet. Right. But I think they deliberately wore bigger shoes than they needed to. Oh, did they? Like clown shoes? Well, I just think that shoe sizes are getting bigger. Mm. So I think I'm probably a ten and a half now and I just happened to find a big ten, but it was quite emasculating. You're talking to a nine here, John. Yeah, talking to another nine. I've got a couple of nines in the house. How tall are you? I'm a gnat's chuff away from six foot, but I would say (laughs) six foot on a form. On a form. (laughs) But I've, I've never been able to actually prove... That I'm six foot bang on. So you're not no, your feet aren't apart from me aren't noticeably wrong. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I get away with it. So Joe, welcome to the moon underwater. Can we pour you a little drink of something, or get you a, a certain chair that you'd like to sit in? Certain chair. I don't do high stools in pubs. I don't like that. Well, let's retire to the snug, shall we? I don't do sofas as well. I like mid height. A booth. Did you have a booth? Well, we do now. Yes, we've got three booths there, so let's all retire to the booth. The Connie booth. The booth. The Connie booth, please. Mm. And can there, yep. is, there's no one else near it, is there? Perfect. There's no one else. It's just us in the pub and, and the sort of various spirits and wisps that uh, mm. haunt the moon underwater. Joe, we were talking briefly there about your sort of on-screen persona. Your on-screen persona, I imagine, spends a lot of time in pubs. Do you spend a lot of time in pubs? Um... No, not anymore, because I... This is a terrible time to tell you, that, but I don't drink anymore. That's, that's not a problem at all. Why you look so angry, then? <laughs> well, because I've just poured 16 <laughs> pints for you. I've never seen you go that red. <laughs> no, we've had many a sober patron here in the moon underwater. Oh, have um, you? Good, yeah, good. many many a sober uh, regular. It's not a problem at all. So I've... I've got back to going into pubs for, you know, friendship reasons. And I enjoy it again, but I, ha- I hadn't for a long time, uh, really. But I, what I do now is I go into the pub for, for short, for maybe like an hour. I'm French now. Right. Is that a French thing? What, like you nip to the boulangerie kind of? Well, French, if you've ever been to France, 
and I'm sure you both have. Is that right? You Multiple, both? Multiple yeah. times, yeah. When you're in a bar in France, they come in, they have a, they chat, they have a drink and they leave. Yeah. Um, and as a, as a Brit, it's odd to watch. But I sort of do that now. I sort of go to the pub, I meet people maybe for an hour and a half. It's not a, it's not a whole evening thing now. I come home and I'll then cook after the pub, things like that. That's the difference now, which is rare when you've had a evening in the pub. Could you talk about the the evolution of your relationship with pubs after you stop drinking? Because I think we'll have quite a few listeners who who don't drink or have periods where they try to stay away from booze and. It, you know, so many social things revolve around the pub. So did you have any specific tactics or did you avoid it completely for a certain amount of time? I wouldn't say avoided it. It was like you go there for, you know, you go there for a little little cheeky pint and then that sort of goes away and then you, you, you sort of go, I don't really, don't really want to go there because I don't really understand the point of going there now. That's the truth. So I go, yeah, the best bit is getting a little bit pissed. Um, let's be honest. Not too pissed, but a little bit. God, I just, yeah, I just feel a bit, feel a bit good. And then um, that goes away. And then, then, so you you don't do that. And then you start start to sort of go into a pub and maybe have a meal. That's quite nice, a little vent. So you sort of go, oh, I'm going back to the pub. And now I'll go to the pub for a pub quiz. Maybe um, I'll meet some friends, but it will be like maybe at six, and I'll leave the pub. At maybe half seven when everyone's getting a bit loud. I'm also uh, sort of combined with age as well. The two things merge quite beautifully because you know me quite well, John. I was never a young soul, was I? You were once a young person, um, yes, a, a young I man. Was but you, yeah, I think I think we both, in a sense, were not quite Gen Z, if I can be so bold. Yes, I I heard that genuinely on my life recently, Gen Z. And I know it means young person, but Generation Z, where, where does that come from? Robin, maybe you might know this. Mm, well, there was Generation X, wasn't there? Then there were the Millennials, and then the Generation Z is kind of after that. So Millennials sort of were Y? Yeah, I guess so. But Generation Y yeah. sort of sounds like a question. Yeah, I think that's why they changed the name of it, um. you know. Okay. I don't know. Joe, you would be Generation X, wouldn't you? Yeah. Whereas I think I, maybe Robin qualifies as Generation X, but I fall between Generation X and Millennial. What's your stage age and your real age? They're both exactly the same to the day. Oh, they are now, are they? You're doing the same age now. Always. I've, <laughs> I've never, really? I don't remember. I don't I've never hidden my age. Come on, John. There was a stage where you... Lie through your teeth about your <laughs> I'm slap bang 40. Oh, you're 40 again now. Cool. <laughs> so <laughs> if you were born in like 81, 82, 83, you grew up analogue, but you had a digital teenage years, which makes us perfect people to explain banking to OAPs. Mm. But you're also miles away from millennial. Yes, many, many miles away. When you say you fell, fell in the middle... You feel quite a long way away from millennial. Hang on. There's a special term that I'm going to look up in my mind. I think X is um, a bit... Like, I think you need to be, have been a teenager in the 90s to be X. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe I think I am more X. Than... I think I will, yeah. I, how, how, if you don't mind me asking, Robin, how old are you? 41. 
I'm terrifically older than both of you. <laughs> so the term is a zennial is a micro generation of people on the cusp of Generation X and Millennial demographic. Right. I don't get any of this. I, honestly, no, <laughs> other terms for this generation have, that are proposed have been Generation Catalano and the Lucky Ones. Jesus wept. <laughs> Hang on, what's what's Generation Alpha then? Oh, that's after Z. Fucking hell. It's all too much. <laughs> it is too much. I suppose it's quite obvious that A would come after Z, really, but it's still a surprise to me. Oh, like car registrations. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that magical moment? Where you, yeah. where you might too might be a little bit young. Where it went no, back, definitely not. When it went back to the start of the alphabet, because I remember it being W. Did it, I don't think it did Z. I, we, I'm sh- I, actually, I don't remember it going round, but I do remember... Oh, I do. Great moment. When it was the day when the new ones come out, we'd go out to look for them. Yes, yes, that week. Yeah, yeah. And you saw, God, that was a moment, and you'd look at yeah. you try and see who had one. Yeah. Oh! Gen yes. Zs are listening to this going, what are they well, talking we, about? How do red car regs work now? I don't think they do it know. on year now, do they? They're probably all on the internet. They do it every six months, so it'll be a five and a, a, a six or a one. It's more confusing. Um, anyway, don't get me started on registration, please. Well, you said a six and a one, then bailed out. But, well, so, so like, um, it might be, uh, like, AL54 would be... What would that change? That okay. would be 2004 in the, first ha- in the second half of the year, whereas AL14 would be 2004 in the first half of the year. This is all going in the edit, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... Let's say, for example, this is gold. the one stands for January and the five stands for June. Yeah. Because they do them twice a year. But June's, June's the sixth month. So, but whatever. But the, the, fourth, the fourth digit is the, is the last letter of the year. So 54 would be 2014. 64 would be 2024. I feel, I feel a bit car sick. <laughs> do you know what? I'll Google it afterwards. I've wasted all the space in my um, Moon Underwater records by writing down imaginary car regs, whereas actually I need to be creating your dream pub, Joe. Well, you have by just being here. Oh, that's very, very sweet. No, I've missed you, John. We haven't hung out in many, many years. Our careers took such different paths after a Mm. month of being in exactly the same path when we were in Edinburgh in 2007? Six? No, seven. Seven? Is it seven? Yeah. Joe and I did a show in Edinburgh called The Comedy Zone. Shows a loose term. Yeah. I wouldn't say show. And then, apart from the odd sort of meeting on the circuit, you then went on to, to such incredible heights. Oh, John, don't belittle yourself. Oh, but, but, but do carry on. But Joe is, <laughs> I'm going to say it, uh, are we talking national treasure tra- trajectory? <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> and it was so nice to see because you're like, it went, when someone you really respect... It's very hard to tell when you're sarky. No, because <laughs> that year in Edinburgh, we all had difficult moments, but I think you were the least, it enjoyed it the least. I had the least bankable 17 minutes, I'd say. So to see you literally a household name, <laughs> a favourite, a family favourite. Do you remember, and this was done with love... But I, my, you might not remember this. The thing I remember most about you, incredibly sweet through that whole month, and there was some things you did, which I probably shouldn't talk about here, which were very, very kind things you did that month for one person. But you also 
like I was having a, a tough, tough old time with <laughs> with my set. You said, have you thought about changing the way you start? <laughs> and I went, uh, well, I was, I'm, and I was like, I'm sort of here now. You know, like, I'm, I'm just going to do that. Wait, you were on stage when he said... Yeah, he came on and said, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. just, if you can all wait a couple of minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, but I didn't sort of really have anything else, so I just did it. And afterwards, I, like, kind of, I was like, why did that go so badly, really? And it was the way, and like, I worked out for myself, like, six months later, maybe a year later, that my start was so dreadful that if I just took that away... <laughs> I started to do much, much better. <laughs> and I know, knowing you, you'd have gone, oh, it's not my place, I know it's not my place, but I really want him to have a better time. And I know that first six minutes is just killing the room. <laughs> it's, everyone, I've, I'm, I'm now much more careful about giving advice, because I think when you're starting out in comedy, you're like, oh, man, you've got to do it this way. You should do it like this. Have you seen how this person does it? Because you're excited about it. But mm. everyone I've ever given, given advice to has ignored it, and by ignoring it has gone on to be incredibly successful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I did ignore it at the time, but my point was you were completely right, and I, I know the way you did it was like, tentative you know what I mean like uh, I'm having to watch this person fucking die every <laughs> and I think I know how to fix it for him oh well I'm glad but it was very sweet I'm glad that it's a fond memory because usually when people say to me oh John do you remember in Edinburgh that year it's like oh god here it comes you did look slightly panicked I was like no this is, <laughs> this is a good story deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, Joe, even though your pub drinking days are over, your pub going days are not. And feel welcome back. to fill your pub with a mixture of alcoholic and non-alcoholic or just non-alcoholic drinks. I thought I would. 
Yeah, I thought I would. It's something for, for everyone. Well, let's talk about what your pub looks like uh, later on, but let's start with two draft items. Oh, draft, draft beers. Well, whatever, as long as it's on draft. What else is on draft? You could have a Coke gun. Wine. Oh, a Coke gun. Keep talking, because I didn't talk of these. You can have cocktails. You could have espresso martini on draft. Can you? Cider. Where the hell do you drink? Um, <laughs> in a lot of... It, it, well, I'll tell you what, in the Pleasance Courtyard in Edinburgh, they have espresso martini and porn star martinis on draft. You could have a slush puppy. Yeah, you could have a frozen margarita. I've heard the best cocktails are always the ones that come out of a pipe. Well, I tell you this, Joe, they're the quickest cocktails. They're the quickest. And you mm, like to have a, yeah. get it down. Yeah. It's not really about the taste, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll have one of them. And, while you, and, and after you've poured it, I'll have another one because I'll have finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have a cocktail on it through a gun thing, if that's yeah. all right. But I will have, I'll say a pissy lager. Mm. And I'm I'm basing it on 80s, because I, I want a touch of nostalgia, nice. if that's okay. Mm. So it'd be less on taste. But I, I, I want the two drafts to have a little journey. So the first one, and maybe you guys can choose it, but I want a pissy lager in one of them, something like a, a kind of a Carling Black Label based on the adverts, you know, Carling, you know, one of those or whatever. But Are you wanting something specifically kind of 80s? Well, it sort of doesn't matter. Anything sort of before sort of eight years ago, but I'm just off the top of my head, I liked the, you know, Hofmeister, Follow the Bear. Mm, I think Holston Pills is where you're, you're going, Fing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it okay to be... Um, rude about lagers on here? Yeah, Absolutely. sure, fine. Okay, so a sort of pissy lager. It doesn't really matter at this point because it could be Foster's, which we all know is dreadful. Is it fair to say dreadful? Yeah. You, do you have a Foster's sponsorship by any chance? Because you both look like no, you want... No, we're rude about <laughs> lots of drinks, but we also respect the rights of people to have what they like. And if you like a crappy lager... If what you crave is a pint of cold, sort of meaningless lager, then that's great. Well, meaningless lager. And, and Foster's went with that from 84 yeah. to 87. Yeah. Foster's the meaningless <laughs> lager. Would, would you put Castlemaine Forex in this? Yes, yes. That's that kind of vibe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of 4% four, 4% watery, mm. kind of like can't really sustain a head. Orangy Boom, are we talking around? No, Orangy Boom's no, got yeah. a bit of, bit of pep. A bit, a bit of pep, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. I'm thinking like the Heinekens of this world. Yeah. Real dreadful. <laughs> We've got to pick a name. So what are we going to go for? It can be any of those, whatever barrel is nearest to the attachment. Because the point being, my friend Tim, about eight years ago, and this is, will be the second one, introduced me to the world... Of Spanish lagers. Mm. And then suddenly a pissy lager seems a distant memory. Once you've had a Spanish lager, you can't ever go back. This kind of touches on the a very hot topic at the moment, which is the sudden rise of Madri lager. Have you seen that in, in pubs? Madri lager, no. Yeah, it's a it's a lager that's but it's owned by Coors. Coors? Isn't that the Bottle of beer. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's owned by Coors Brewing, and uh, and they basically made it look like it's got a kind of very authentic, old-fashioned backstory, like your Moretti's, your Peronis, oh, yes, which are yes. also kind of 
made up. Oh, are they? So, but it's, it's doing. If you go into any pub in London, you'll see Madri on tap, and it's fine. It doesn't taste bad. Well, how's about Joe for your first choice? What we do is we have a guest lager every week, but it's always one of those kind of pissy eighties ones. So you can have a rotating barrel in the same way you'd have a guest ale. You can just have a guest lager. Could could the thing just spin? Yeah. Mm. Like the what do you call the oval bit on the pump? The optic. No, no the, the uh, bit on the front of the pump. So imagine that's the pump. And that bit. What's there? The pump clip. The pump clip. A rotating pump clip mm. with say Carling, Hofmeister. Yeah. And what was the four X one? Castlemaine. 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 That's spinning. That's great. It's irrelevant what one it is. Yeah. Nice. But and then next to it, we're going to have. That one doesn't even need to be connected, really, because we've all we've all journeyed. We've all we're all we're at, like fair to say we're all earning, right? Mm. We're all earning. Yeah, all on the journey. We are now prepared to spend a lot more, and it is a lot more for a Spanish lager. My friend introduced me, my friend introduced me to something you might not have heard of called San Miguel. Ooh. Now, San Miguel is a hell of a lot more expensive. It's six pounds, but my word, it comes in a hell of a glass. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit at the bottom of the glass that the myth is that it makes it more bubbly. Well, it's true. It's a sort of um, rougher bit of glass at the bottom, which uh, gives more surface area for the bubbles to attach to. There's a good name for that, That what, 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 that, what that is, omp. isn't there? The it's called an omp. <laughs> is it really? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you the first person to come to the moon underwater and actually dismiss their first draft tap? So that's switched off. That tap is it? Yeah, it's got a it's got a plastic cup over there. <laughs> what do, what do people put to tell it? Like a, it used to be a, a bar towel, but it's now it's a yeah plastic cup over the plastic cup. Yeah. So that one's so the first pump is actually it's, it's out. We're out. We of, have barrels, but we just haven't connected them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's called a nucleal, nucleated glass. There we nucleated go. Nucleated glass. Lovely. Glass. I reckon for your first pump, you should have just a, a barrel in the cellar, which is just filled with cans from the off-licence. And I that think that's, beer, that's essentially what it is, isn't it? And, and then that, that goes up to the top. And, it, and it's, so you, it's a kind of cocktail of your castle mains, your Hofmeisters. Or we could make it even easier. And as, as the bar person pours it, they just hand over a can. So they... they, they, they <laughs> They do that. Yeah. They do that motion yeah. and then go, Yeah. there you go. Yeah, that's great. Um, but it's irrelevant because a, a, when people come in, we'll go, we have a Spanish lager. And then people will go, I'm, yeah, I've, I've, now I've tasted Spanish lager. I will never, I never touch that piss again. So we've got uh, on draft San Miguel. Well, I'd rather say rotating Spanish lager. Okay. So it can be... Is Madri, that can be there, as long as it's expensive. You could have um, Estrella. Yes. But I wondered, the more I read about beers, it's a bit like when there's that thing around the internet about everything's a cake. You know, you see a, a photo of everything, you see a photo of a cat and someone cuts in. Oh, yeah, love those, love those. I feel like that about beers now. Whenever you say you like a beer, someone goes, oh, it's actually brewed in, you know, Margate, not, not uh, Spain. I'm a great head in the sand guy just mm, generally mm. about sort of stuff i'm i'm prepared to just ignore fact weirdly not a lot of the sort of the big lagers in spain have actually made it over here so 
you've got a couple of different types of Estrella, uh, which we do have. Then you've got Moritz, Ambar, oh. Cruz Campo. Not heard of any mm. of these, but I've met him. Left back, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cerveza. Centre mid. And Alhambra. There's Alhambra is, is over here a bit. But we can have rotating Spanish lager. Spanish lager. I wanted to say every football position as you know about Spanish lager. <laughs> yeah, get all 11. You look that. really traumatised reading that out, John. I don't know why. It was because when I was looking it up in my mind, my mind kept asking me to turn on um, my location and notifications and accept cookies in my mind. So just where I was getting the information from in my head was quite mixed up. Oh, okay. It's good to watch that all play out in your face. Who would be the goalkeeper of Spanish lagers? Oh, Sam Miguel's the manager. Yeah. Can't think of it. I can't think of it. I just just like saying the positions after you say them because that's a sort of funny bit. I went to the pub and I had a drink with my friend. It was really nice. The pub was called The Moon Underwater. Well, I can't wait to see what you pick for your bottles, Joe. Or bottles or cans, by the way. Uh, so what's first up? Oh, could it be cans? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, this is a real curveball because I've only been thinking bottles, John. Well, you can have bottles. That's fine. OK, now I've got to think of a can. I'd like a a can that... And I don't know what it is yet. You know when you have buy a can in the supermarket and sometimes they're longer? Yes. Why are they sometimes longer, John? Well, I'm going to defer to Robin here, who is the expert on Stella Artois can capacity. Mm-hmm. Well, are you talking about they're longer because they've got more in, so it's like a pint, a pint one? Oh, is it a pint? But suddenly yeah, yeah. you'll pick one up and you go, that's longer. Yes, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the pint ones. But Stella, you can get in... You can get in the, the you know the small one. Um, what's the what's the measurement again? Four four forty four forty. Get five hundred mil, and then you can get a full pint, which is what five sixty. So there's three sizes of Stella. There are yeah. I found them all once in a shop. They look like kind of Russian dolls next to each other. I don't like that. No, I don't like those three ways to buy Stella. Do you, do you guys drink Stella? Because it's um, isn't it? Is it is it nice? Is it horrible? I don't. But Robin has want to sojourn with the Stellas. Yeah, I like a 440 can of Stella at home. Do you remember that period where they did Coke in 500ml cans? No. What, big old? Really? 500ml? No. Before That's bottles illegal. came out. It's illegal now. They had these big Coke cans in the sort of mid-90s, 500ml. When was the last time you had a cola in a glass bottle, not on holiday? Uh, in Pizza Express this week. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. But I love it. I love the taste of a Diet Coke. In a bottle. In a bottle. Yeah. Should be on holiday, though. Yeah. The um, 500 mil 1990s Coca-Cola Super Can is what it was called. Super Can. Imagine what that did to your hemorrhoids. (coughs) Oh, (laughs) probably sort them out. They'd blossom, wouldn't they? If you had a spritz bath in it. Um, So is it okay to have a long can? Yes. Uh, anything of anything specific? Whatever the co-op is doing in a long can for, because <laughs> no, no, they wouldn't. They'd get it from what? What's um name? Give me a um a bulk buy 
you know, like a place where you buy bulk buy if you if you have a shop. One of the well, name of one of those basically. Macro. Macro. So whatever macro yeah. had off on offer. Okay. If you're VAT registered, do you know you can use those places? Yeah. You can if you're self-employed as well. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I found that out recently. But often they're not actually that much cheaper. You're just getting things in a bigger quantity. Well, that's stupid. So you'll get like a kilo of margarine as opposed to 400 grams. But how the point was to get it cheaper? Well, I think it's cheaper per 100 grams. But it's, we had a friend whose parents got one of these cards and they got obsessed with going to Costco but it just meant that everything in their fridge was enormous. Mm. So they couldn't actually mm. fit as many different things in their fridge. Wasn't it? In in the garage, they just have like about, you know, 48 cans of Ruddles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruddles? <laughs> Ruddles, a, yeah. rings a bell, but I don't know why. It was an ale in a can, wasn't it? Yeah, they used to have a TV advert in the 80s that went, Ruddles, mmm, real ale. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> disgusting as well. Someone had a fortune off the back of that. My my friend's cousin buys uh, pasta in sacks. Really? Mm. Well, it makes I've sense. Been tempted by rice sacks in the past. I've been tempted to get a rice sack. Rice doesn't go off, does it? No. no why not? No. Just have no. to have a sack of rice in the corner, don't you? Though? Yeah. In John, what John calls his lower room. Yeah, my lower room. <laughs> I'll have a sack of rice and a sack of pasta. Yeah. You could put a mask on it and chat to it and stuff. Mm, a bit of company. Your room looks a bit like a pub with the um, oldie beams, John. Yeah, I mean, essentially this house for the past seven years since I bought it is a pub. A pub for one. Oh. So far, Joe, we've got a rotating pissy lager that isn't plugged in. Mm-hmm. We've got rotating Spanish lager that is. We've got long cans that were on offer in macro. Mm-hmm. Um it's the vaguest ever selection I've allowed at the Moon Underwater. Uh, but what are we having for your next choice, which I believe will be a bottle? I used to love a rosé wine. Mm. Mm. And this is this what we're talking here? Am I allowed wine? At oh, this yeah. Because that usually comes in a carton, but it also comes in a uh, bottle. Known to. Yeah. yeah. So about a year before I uh, gave up drinking, my other half said, I tried a bottle of rosé wine. Knowing I like rosé wine, she said, and it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious, but it cost a lot of money. I'm going to buy one tonight, and we're going to drink it. And I said, how much is expensive? And when she told me, I said, we're not doing that. (laughs) Because that is too much money for one bottle of wine. But she did it anyway. She brought it home, and... It was a delight. And I'm openly tight with, you know, money. It was worth it. I've said it. It was worth it. And it, and the name of it was called Whispering Angel. I knew Ooh. you were going to say Whispering Angel. I almost asked if I could guess what it was going to be. Oh, you should have done. Oh, my word. Have you had it? I have had it, Yeah. It's not the first time it's been in the Moon Underwater as well. Yeah, was it um, mm. Dave Berry chose Whispering Angel yeah. and someone else as well? Mm. I've I heard such great things that I think when I bought it, I was expecting kind of sunbeams to shoot out of my butt. But um, it just tasted to me like rosé wine. Describe the flavour sensation, Joe. What what made it different? I can't really remember now. But you just remember it was exceptional. Yeah, it was nicer. Yeah. 
But if Dave Berry and Zoe Ball have had it, can I have something different? You can, but you can also have something the same. I don't think Zoe Ball's been on. <laughs> the amount of people who've chosen the rotating Spanish yeah. lager and, uh, you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, there's lots of competition. What? A, yeah, I'm just, yeah, okay, we might have to stick with it. Stick with it. That's absolutely perfect. Whispering Angel goes so well. Because Whispering Angel's about 20 quid a bottle, isn't it? Honestly, I, my fist curled when you said it. And it goes so well with macro long cans, rotating Spanish lager, and rotating pissy lager that's not actually tapped in. Have you ever heard of the phrase catering for everyone, John? Yes, mm. I have. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. That's what we're doing. Mm. Um well, we take a break from Joe Wilkinson's dream pub to expand our minds. Joe, you said that you go to the pub every so often for a pub quiz. Well, you're out. You're about to get the pub quiz of your life from the lovely Robin Allender. Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down. It's time for the quiz. Played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger. That wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey had been deducted five points. Thanks, John. Yeah, welcome to the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. This week, it's a pub quiz that's all about celebrities' real names. For instance, did you know Ice T's real name is Tracy Marrow? Is it? Why would you change that? Yeah, I know. If, if any name's going to get you respect on the street, mm. <laughs> pretty sure it's going to be Tracy with Tracy Marrow. Tracy Marrow, for sure. Okay, so what, we've got three questions. They're multiple choice questions this time, and we'll go through the answers in part two. So if you want to make notes, Joe, or, you know, you're going to store it all up in the bonds, you know. I'll do a bit of both. Cool. So we'll start with question one. What is Dido's real name? Dido the singer. That's a lady's name. Yes. Is it A, Imogen Araminta Bexley Sackville? Is it B, Florian Cloud de Bonville O'Malley Armstrong? Please say Sarah Jones. Please say Sarah Jones. <laughs> or is it C, Vanessa Georgette Tomini Chins Ranton? Is it actually one of those three? It is one of those three. Yeah, Dido who... So what's Dido's famous song again? White flag. Question two. Richard Melville Hall is the real name of which US musician and producer? Is it Drake, Diplo, or Moby, Richard Melville Hall? That's question two. And question three, by what surname was the Phoenix family, your Rivers, your Joaquins, previously known? The famous acting family, the Phoenix family, changed their surname in the late 70s, but was it originally A, Fufkin, B, Bottom, or C, Willy... Uh, Willy Men. So there you go. Those are your three, those are your three questions. So we've got Dido... <laughs> we've got Dido, Richard Melville Hall, and the Phoenix family. Yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty confident. Good. Do I give the answers later or now? We'll, go, we'll have a little break and we'll go to part two. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Willie Men? <laughs> it's good though, isn't it? It's very funny. <laughs> River Willie Men. Yeah. Oh my 
God. It's like Nick Drake, isn't it? Oh. Well, what a fantastic uh, Moon Underwater pub quiz that was from the lovely Robin about real names. What's your real name, Joe? Uh, Joseph Roland Wilkinson. Oh, I don't mind it. It Joseph Rolands off the tongue. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I hope. I hope. I hope people don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Is yours? What's your middle name? Sorry, John. What's your middle name? I've got two. Michael David. John Michael David Robbins. Fine, isn't it? Yeah. Why two? Um, why two? Why not? I think it would mean I would make a good cricketer because I would be JMD Robbins. Quite a good fantasy author name as well. JMD Robbins. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it initialized more than I like it uh, sort of said out loud. Yeah. IT Botham. GA Gooch. I love it when on the on the cards, on uh, the scorecards, it's always their initials and then their surname. I can't add anything. I don't watch cricket. Oh, Joe, what do you do in your days? Um, I have a, I have a busy old. No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing. I'm doing too, too, too many podcasts. I think. You do a podcast every day. I do. Yeah, Chatterbix. Chatterbix. Do you listen to it, John? Yes, I do. Do you? I was, I was about to try and embarrass you by you saying, <laughs> no, of course I don't. Do you, do you ever go, oh, for fuck? Because I, I do like a couple of podcasts a week to do one every day, or is it a nice routine? No, it's not a nice routine, no. <laughs> it was the first option. But, but so when you said sometimes, yeah, I would have gone often. But it's a good discipline, isn't it? Um, good in what way? I, yeah, I didn't believe that when I said no, it. No, no, it's um, no, it. I'm trying to be positive. It's a good folly. It's a good folly. Yeah, Chatterbix is a good folly. Yeah, it's wholesome <laughs> folly. It really is, and there's something for everyone. Yes, so do check out Chatterbix. Do you do live shows of Chatterbix? No, we're talking about it, but it seems ridiculous. Have you done a live podcast? With The Moon Underwater has revealed itself live. I've also done live shows with Ellis. Did a tour uh, with Ellis. Oh, didn't you do the Apollo? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did do the Apollo. How could you forget you've done the Apollo? Because I thought I was confusing it with when Ellis supported me on my solo show at the Apollo. Um, We also did the Shepherd's Bush Empire and the Kentish Town Forum. They're big old places. What did you do? That was a bit of cash on the hip after that, wasn't it? Oh, you got to split it two ways, haven't you? Yeah, but still, still, come on. There's a couple of cars on that big old drive of yours. You? <laughs> you can't even drive, you monster. Well, I remember we had the record for the largest ever bar take of a seated gig at the Shepherd's Bush Empire. Motley Crue have played, played there, haven't they? Yeah, well, that would have been seated. Ah, Anyway, we leave Joe Wilkinson for now, the end of part one. So far, in his very, very unique pub that caters to everyone's tastes, uh, he's got rotating guest pissy lager, which is not connected up. Uh, there's a plastic cup over the uh, the pump there. He's got rotating Spanish lager on his second draft choice, which we will allow. He's got whatever long cans are on offer at Macro and Whispering Angel... <laughs> It really does sort of get better, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a bit It's a bit of a mix, yeah. isn't it? I, I like it. Yeah. I certainly know where all of the sort of like Instagram celebs would go to take their pictures in your pub. They would They would head for the Whispering Angel. Yes. They probably would. That, that and the uh, 
and the kind of there's a betting booth. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, those little pens. There was a pub near me that had a latch through to the through to the bookies next door. You could bet from the pub. That's sort of quite bleak, isn't it? <laughs> bleak in a wonderful way. Yeah. But I think the bleakest thing I ever saw was a man buying a bottle of whiskey, two Frey Bentos pies, and then wandering into that pub. Oh. I thought that man has got everything going for him. Wandering into the pub. Yeah, he he had two he bought the he bought those at about eleven. So he was having he was having he was gonna have a bet and a pint. And I'm assuming he was going home to have one of the Frey Bentos pies. And assuming he'd pop back, have the, then go back home for the other Frey Bentos pie, and then settle down for Strictly with a bottle of whiskey. Oh, how the other half live. I mean, when he put it like that. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> well, sombre tones here uh, in the moon underwater, but we'll return uh, to part two, where Joe will continue to kit out his dream pub and tell us a little bit more about it. We'll see you then. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 